0: Welcome to the Dental Billing Academy podcast, powered by Eassist Dental Solutions. Hey, dental billers. Uh, We have another amazing episode. I know I say that every time, but seriously, every single episode of this podcast, I feel, truly feel, has been amazing. Um, But today, um, we have Allison Puppy. puppy. I knew (laughs) I was going to say it wrong. Um, And you know, I'm in Kentucky, we say a lot of things wrong, but the Allison puppy, um, here to discuss, um, something that a, I think a lot of dental billers right now have questions about. She said she gets a lot of questions about, so she wanted to do this podcast episode with me so that, um, she can basically educate as many dental billers about this subject all at one time as possible. And it is working with a third party outsourcing company. So, Um, you know, obviously we will stay well into, um, the dental billing realm, but this will also apply to, um, companies that are doing insurance verification or, uh, calling your, your patients or, um gosh, there's lots of things. You can outsource all kinds of things now. So any of these third party remote uh, outsourcing companies, um, all of the wisdom that Allison is getting ready to dump on you can be applied to that. But we are going to specifically stick with a dental billing third party companies. So hi, Allison. Hi, so excited to be here. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining me. So uh, let's let's first start off with you. And I would love for you to just tell us all about your career in the dental field. Cause I know, uh, from previous conversations, um, that I've had with you that it is, um, a little bit, uh, interesting and different. So I'd, I'd love for everybody to hear it.
1: So I would agree with all of that. Um, I, I have been in the dental industry just about three years. So next month is three years. So that is not very long. Um, you know, most of the people I feel like are doing these podcasts that I you know that I have the pleasure to work with have been in the dental industry, you know forever. Um, and so my story is a little different. i I have a billing, not a billing. Um, I have a business degree. i um after college, I ended up working in the ski industry for many years. Um you know, but doing, even though different industries, similar type work, I was doing, you know, logistics, very detail oriented um, for very large, like wholesale accounts. I was doing AR, I was doing billing. Um, And, you know, for me, I was definitely searching for something new. And what drew me to the practice I'm still with, um, honestly, was the incredible core values that just I had never seen anything like that in my life. Um, We have seven core values that just resonate so strongly with me. And honestly, I'd say everyone on our team. And that's what I think makes our team so special. Um, And just the group of women. Um, I just wanted to be a part of that team so bad. Um, So I started with them, you know, doing insurance and billing, Um, knowing nothing about the dental field. um, (laughs) I really didn't know what I was getting into. Um and there was a big learning curve for sure, just as far as learning the dental um part of it. But um in three years, I have grown so much. Um I'm so grateful just to my team, to Dr. Casmel, who I work for, who truly just creates this environment that just um you know fosters growth and, and is so supportive to any kind of direction you want to do. And if you want to grow in an area, it is supported. Um So that's kind of my story in a nutshell. Um, I don't know if there were any specifics, but you know, and here I am.
0: (laughs) Well, and I know Dr. Casmel that you work for um, is just—if I can brag on her for just a second—because I truly (laughs) feel like you, in your as your first job in the dental uh, field, just got the most amazing uh, boss mentor. Um, that it, it, you could possibly have in your area, um, because you, I agree, right? She has amazing core values, she has an amazing personality, and I listened to her speak, um, and give a presentation one time on hiring, and she had the most interesting way to write up job descriptions that I wanted to work for her too. Just if I read that job description, I was like, I want to work there. So I completely, um, understand why you want to, and I am, um, you know, just want to say congratulations that you did get to work with such an amazing group of, of women. Yeah,
1: I thank you. I agree. It's, um, it's an incredible team and, um, yeah, I feel blessed for sure.
0: Well, and they're very, very, very lucky to have you. So, um, let's go ahead and start with what you were wanting to discuss because I think they okay. really have a lot that you want to discuss there. Um, and um, something that has impacted your level of success within your practice with Dr. Casmel, mm-hmm. um is working with a third-party outsourcing billing company. Mm-hmm. Um, so what advice do you have for people, uh, for other dental billers out there that the doctors have either come to them and said, Hey, this is something I'm thinking about. Mm -hmm. Um, or they have seen it and thought, well, I'm not really sure what that would even entail. Um, but that might be something that could really help me. What advice do you have? Um, we'll, we'll dive into like some strategies in a minute, but just kind of what general advice and, um, even your experience uh, with dealing with a third-party company.
1: Um. So I love that question, and I do have lots of advice, um, kind of all across the board. But trying to sum it up, um, you know, I would say first of all, I have never seen an industry like the dental industry that has so many third-party companies. Kind of like what you alluded to in the beginning, that just offer every service you can imagine. Um, you know, it, it's pretty um, incredible, but it can also be really overwhelming. With where do I start? How do I know if this company is good? If this company is going to do what they say? Um,
0: well, you and know, a, and, and a and yeah. a quick caveat to that is that it can also feel very threatening, right, to dental billers, and that's not really the the case, or at least. Um, not the majority of the cases um, and, and, and not for, for you either from my understanding. So I'm sorry to interrupt. I yeah. just wanted to, so, to mention that. So because I, do know, I do know that, you know, with there being so many um, jobs that can be outsourced to kind of for dental billers feels like, well, what am I supposed to do? Yeah. But you're going to dive into that. So,
1: so I guess overall, I, I feel like, um, you know, the the overwhelmingness of how many companies are out there, and how do I know which one to go with? And should I go with one? Is it the right, the right, you know, way to go? I, my advice would be 100% be open to it. Um, I think you have to be smart about it, just like anything. Um, you know, do your research on the companies. Um, set up meetings. You know, with every company we've brought on, you know, we have whether it's a face-to-face meeting on Zoom, phone calls. You know, you're basically interviewing that company. Um, So I would, again, just do your due diligence, learn as much about them as you can. And then I think the the Mm -hmm. most important thing is who do you know, you know, in your dental network um, that is using that company. And that is, you know, so many of the the emails and the calls that I get um, personally and things that are passed on to me, Um, you know, so many different offices, practice managers, you know, debating bringing on a third party company. They're not sure where to start. Um, So I would say, you know, again, do that research, have the meetings, try if possible to connect with an actual office or person who's using that company. I'd say that is, you know, the biggest thing. So you can get that real life um, kind of experience and how it's going for them. Um, And so once you've done all of that, um, I get it as far as, you know, that threatening feeling um, is being a person who I did all of it. Um, you know, I help out for both of our offices, um, and there is just an immense amount of pride, and you are you know, you have built up this kind of "It's your baby." Um, I didn't want anyone taking it away and messing it up or making mistakes because I' had worked very hard, you know, to create the systems that were in place at our offices. Um, but I was also struggling so badly, you know, just almost underwater because... could not do it all myself, even though I wanted to. (laughs) Um, And I think I fought that for a long time of just, I can do it, I can do it all. Um, But I couldn't. And, you know, finally, we did bring on a company, we brought on eAssist to help me with billing. And, um, you know, I started out really slow, which would also be something I would recommend Um, you know, if you have somebody in your office, or if it is a practice manager, um, or if you have a, you know, specific biller, they probably have worked very hard to, you know, get the office where they are. And um, don't just hand it all over, you know, to, to a a team that maybe you don't know anything about. Um, You know, I definitely those first couple of months, there was a lot of Proving and just, um, I was really checking everything and making sure that it was up to our standards and things like that. But yeah, I definitely, by now, um, I have let, you know, our e-assist team do everything that they can do and what it has allowed me to accomplish, you know, with our AR um, at both of our offices is just incredible. I mean, I never could have done it without having the help that they've provided. Um, you know, and that's a whole nother thing I talk with a lot of offices about is just the AR, you know, strategy. But again, I haven't been able to do that without the help of, you know, bringing on this third party team. So
0: did that kind of answer? (laughs) Oh, yeah. And I love what you said about, you know, you, you tried for a long time to, um, just do it all. And I think that a lot of dental billers and front, um, front desk administrators, Mm -hmm. office managers, feel like that's their normal, mm-hmm. you know, that that's just part of the job is you're supposed to feel constantly overwhelmed and underwater. And like, you can't get ahead and not really like your job, you know, like we, we love dentistry. And, um, even though you, you say that you, you know, don't have as much experience as other people that have maybe been on the podcast, but you know, it sucked you in and you, you love it, you know, and that's I do dent, dentistry <laughs> has that has that pull. And we may love dentistry and really hate our jobs. Um, just because you feel like you're just treading water and you're not able to accomplish things. You can write things down on a list and it just takes forever to cross them off because you have so many plates spinning. So I think that was a really important thing to, to just acknowledge. I think that there's a lot of, um, a lot of power in that for other dental billers to hear that, you know, everybody goes, is going through that. Um, And that there are, this is, this is one solution. There's lots of others, but this, this is one possible solution to help you to be able to accomplish more in your day um, because it's not bogging you down. Um, But then, like you said, um, you do need to spend that time gaining that trust and really integrating that uh, third-party company into your team.
1: Yeah, I agree. And I was going to just go back with, you know, the AR, for example, when I came on to help with these practices, um, you know, the 90 day was pretty high. Um, and I I have had these huge AR goals that I was wanting to reach. I I believed I could reach them. Dr. Casmo believed I could reach them, but it, I could never get there. Um, you know, and it's like every day that, you're out of time, you're out of time. And, um, you know, I think for me, even though I was hesitant with bringing somebody on to, you know, help me, um, and even how that maybe made me feel in the beginning, again, it was so reassuring just to see that once some things could be taken off my plate, that I could reach those goals. But I always knew that I could, um, you know, so I think that's been one of the coolest things too, is just. Uh, yeah, just that reassurance and just seeing, you you know, that you can focus where you want to put your focus and it may be somewhere else for, you know, a different office. Um, But you, that's just it to have some of it removed off of your plate by people that they are experts in this area. Um, The two ladies I work with, they are hands down experts. They are awesome. I love them. We work completely as a team. You know, and that was um, with the strategy and systems, one of the biggest things I think is, bring, you know, when you are just thinking about bringing on a company is that you have to from the beginning, just think about it as you are bringing on an extension of your team. You know, you can't just bring on a company and nobody works with them. Nobody um, is communicating with them. You know, you, you have maybe somebody who checks in every week or two you know, that's not setting your office up for success. So, or,
0: or the, or the third party team, you know, they rely on that (laughs) with, with being, um, remote and outsourcing communication is huge. They, they are not there in the office next to you, um, to be able to ask you a question there, they rely on that communication. Um, so that, yeah, that that's huge. I love that you said that. Um, And so let's just, let's just go ahead and dive right into some more strategies. So um, what other strategies do you have to be able to set both the outsource company and the in-office dental team up for success and make sure that it's streamlined, it's efficient, and everybody is winning?
1: So, um, you know, when I have talked with offices, I, I always say, I think that it will, this, this part of it will look a little different, you know, office to office, just depending on, um, I guess, staffing and, and different positions per office. But overall, um, I think you 100% have to have, you know, a point person, a, a person that is going to be working with this team daily. Um, and who that person is, I mean, in my experience, uh, that person should hands down be, you know, the person who has been doing these duties in the office, um, the person who understands what the team is going to be doing. If you're bringing on somebody to just help you enter you know, all of your EFT payments because it just takes so much time and it's bogging down somebody in your office, whoever was doing the EFT should be the person who is the point, you know, so that they actually can go and, and audit, you know, they can go to the claims and make sure that the payments were posted correctly, you know, versus somebody who doesn't understand the process. So, you know, that would be, of course, you know, it might be obvious, but that's my my biggest advice would be Somebody working with the team you're bringing on and somebody that understands everything you're doing, Um, you know, that's going to be the best way just for everybody to be accountable. Um, You know, and I just don't always think it goes that way. So that would be kind of my piece on that, Um, you know, and so for me, you know, I have a team of two people, you know, with eAssist, the same team actually helps with both of our offices, which If that ever, you know, can happen for another office, I would highly recommend because that's not how it was in the beginning. We actually did have separate teams. Um, So having the same team kind of for multiple offices has been so helpful just to streamline. Um, But then, you know, it's like, I guess I'll talk about the billing um, specifically because that's really, you know, where we're having help. But I think getting systems in place that just help keep everybody accountable is so important. And, you know, some of those things, for example, that I do, um, you know, every month, I, you know, I run our AR reports for the offices. Um, you know, they're broken up of course, into the total, the 90, 30 or 90, 60, 30. And then for me, I use a color coding system. Um, and so how this comes into play is, you know, if somebody pays, I, the, you know, column becomes green. If it's follow up needed by me, it's yellow. Um, Red for, you know, accounts that probably are going to have to be either written off or final notice letters. And then purple are my outstanding insurance issues. So for any reason, I mean, the claim could be being appealed. um, It could be not on file. Any type of insurance issue on those AR reports gets colored purple. Um, and when I do that, I'm always going to our software, you know, we use Open Dental, and I am looking for the most recent eAssist um, follow up. If it's been a month, you know, I write that and I am reaching out to my team right away. Hey, what is going on? You know, the last follow up was from this date. Um, but I love that. So for me, that's one way where I'm doing, you know, cause I am working on our AR daily, but so I'm constantly making sure that I have that really recent follow-up with our team. And honestly, by now it's not really an issue. I mean, maybe it's like one or two accounts a month. And for some reason it wasn't showing up on one of their reports, but then we get that fixed. But in the beginning, that was super important, you know,
0: um, so yeah, it's just this I...
1: constant back and forth.
0: Yeah. Cause I think that, um, a lot of dental billers and front office team members, um, insurance coordinators, treatment coordinators, anybody that, like you said, is, is normally in charge of insurance aging and posting. And yep. when they hand this off, sometimes they can feel like, oh, now somebody else is just going to do it. And I don't need to put eyes on it at all or follow up at all. And that's not the way that it's intended to work. So mm-hmm. like you said, it's, it's intended, basically your outsourcing team, you just gained assistance, right? Mm-hmm. And they are doing yes. all of the um, tedious things that bog you down every day, mm-hmm. yes. but you still need to keep those, your eyes on those claims. You still need to keep your eyes on the payments and, and the patient's ledgers, because honestly, the more eyes on all of this, the better, Right. Uh-huh. To hold everybody sure. accountable. But then also, we're all humans and we all make mistakes. So there may be um a number inverted or, or something like that mm-hmm. that you would catch. Um, but then also, like you said, just just uh consistently following up. It still takes less time to write that email saying, Hey, mm-hmm. um, it's been a month since you followed up than it is to actually jump on the phone with the insurance company and maybe stay on oh, five minutes. Hands yeah.
1: Down. Yeah. 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 I mean, but it, it, I agree with all of it. Um, but yes, you cannot, you know, and that is my biggest thing is you cannot bring on a company and just forget it. You know, forget about them. Um, all of these things, they all, you know, play together. They all have the same end result. I mean, those insurance claims, you know, those balances are on my AR reports. I want them taken care of um, just as much as, you know, I mean, our ESS team wants them taken care of as well. But, you know, that's been just one thing that I think has just been super helpful for seeing those outstanding insurance claims every month um, making sure that they are being worked on, um, you know, and again, we've kind of created the system. So by now there's really not issues. I mean, like I said, it's maybe one or two a month. Um, you know, another thing that's been awesome, which our ESS team brought this to me, um, we use open dental in our offices. So this really would just pertain to offices using open dental. Um, but there's, it's called a status history tracking feature that you can turn on, on the claims, so it is awesome because when we brought e on, we were just doing our follow-up, either kind of like in the remarks section of the claims or we were adding comlog notes, but it's just not super ideal. You're having to scroll through all these comlog notes. And then for eAssist, it, the notes weren't showing up on their reports. So they were basically having to like input notes and then copy and paste into their reports. So, we found this feature that you can turn on. It's literally a quick call to open dental that the reps turn on the feature for your offices. Um, And so you can add all of your claim notes within the claim. It doesn't show up on the ledger. So patients don't need to see, you know, this big long, you know, claim history of what's been going on. Um, You know, and then we just came up with a system where as soon as we enter a note, we do just write, you know, C status history notes. So we know there are claim notes. But here's what's really cool, that I'm finally getting to, is those show up on all of, so like also on the first of the month, I'm going to run my outstanding insurance uh, claims report. So all of those notes show up on that report. So I can go through like any claims over 60 days. Guess what? Like but again, by now they all have notes in them because e has already started follow-up on all of them. If by chance there's one that's blank that just got missed, again, Right then and there, I can email and say, hey, guys, what's going on with this patient? This claims over, you know, however days old. Um, the other awesome thing is those notes actually show up on e reports. So nobody's having to duplicate, you know, data entry and things like that. So that's just another thing where, again, it all just, you know, adds to helping keep everyone accountable. But, but at the same time, being efficient, not having to duplicate work because that's the worst Um, you know, you don't have to have separate reports, you know, we've worked with companies in the past where there was this huge Excel spreadsheet that, oh, it was so tedious. You know, you'd enter your notes into open dental and then you'd have to copy and put all the notes. Um, you know, that to me was just a big kind of, you know, you don't want to waste people's time. You want to be more efficient and create more time. So anyway, that would be another thing that has really helped.
0: Right. Absolutely. And, um, like, like you said, you're, so you're basically project managing, um, the, the team, which is still a huge, huge burden off of your plate, um, of, of things. And now you can focus all the time that you were spending following up on these claims mm-hmm. on, uh, other things in the office and, and showing your value to your doctor in different ways. And, again, if you come across a claim that hasn't been touched, you don't pick up the phone and call the insurance because then that's double work. Um, Right. You, you have assistants that are doing that, right. Team members that are, that are doing that. And you just maybe need a little reminder. Like you said, it's just accountability, Uh, you know, and they, they might do things uh, for you as well. Like, Hey, you know, uh, we need this clinical note completed in order to send the claim or um, we can't find this x-ray. You know, it's just back and forth. Communication is super important and, and transparency and holding everybody accountable on, on both ends.
1: Yeah. You know, and with that, with what you just said, um, yes. And that's another thing I just wanted to mention is I do believe, you know, with with any third party company, I mean, you can kind of set. You know what works for your office. So, for example, um, you know, eAssist actually can reach out directly to patients. Um, say, you know, there's a we get a, a follow up letter from Cigna and it's requesting something from the patient. Well, eAssist can. It's just something that they offer. They can reach out to the pa- patient and request that information. You know, right now our offices have chosen to not have them do that. We continue to reach out to our patients um, you know, which that's just what works for our office. Um, and same with like the doctors, exactly what you just said, um, you know, first level, you know, claim was denied. We need additional notes from the doctor right now. Exactly. Our team lets me know I send a task to the doctor. It's all super quick. It goes in the chart, they grab it, but you know, I do believe like they could reach out directly to the doctors. I mean, you're going to be able to set, you know, the different levels of communication that work, which I love too. Um, But yeah, it's, it's just awesome. It, to me, it's just an extension of my billing department. And I just now have like two additional team members that are super knowledgeable. I mean, I learn from them all the time. Um, So I just, yeah, I love it. And it's been a, a truly incredible experience, at least, you know, for me, I don't think it's just you know, happened on a whim. Like I said, I think that there's been really intentional things that have, you know, happened and been done, but anyway.
0: Yeah. It's been so, great. So I'm sure dental billers are very curious to know, uh, like I said earlier in the podcast, it, it, it feels very much like, well, if you take all of this off of my plate, mm-hmm. what do I do? you know, what, what will my purpose in the office be at that point? Because it does kind of feel like our value is tied to doing the insurance billing processes when, when really that is just a frame of mind that maybe needs to to shift. Like that is important for revenue cycle management, but in order to have the claims and to process, you know, you need the, you need the patience and you need to be answering the phone and to schedule and things like that. So for everyone that's curious, How has adding to your billing team, um, it's freed up your time, but how have you then spent the time that you were normally, uh, spending on the phone with insurance companies and, and, and chasing down these payments?
1: Yeah. So, um, I, again, am incredibly blessed. So I am truly just a biller. Um, I, You know, I'm the lead biller and insurance coordinator for both of our offices, so I don't do really any front office. I don't do, you know, treatment planning, scheduling, coordinating, anything like that. Which I know many offices, you know, these positions are wearing all the hats. Um, and oh my goodness, you know, just those people doing that. I mean, even our front office girls are just incredible. I'm always like, I could never do your job, and most of them say, I could never do, you know, my job, but um which means we're in the right seats. So that's good. But um, for me specifically, you know, Dr. Casmel had these huge AR goals. Um, As I kind of mentioned, I came into the office. Um, We have um, both of our offices and it is one of our core values, but growth-minded. So we are incredibly growth-minded offices and that starts with Dr. Casmel. So there's always lots of change Um, you know, there's been mergers and acquisitions and, you know, adding practices. And, um, so there's lots of change, um, lots of growth. And I just, for years would run out of time to get to AR. I knew and had been told over and over, you know, that it's just something that it has to be consistently done. Um, you can't just, you know, send a statement once a month or once every two months and just hope these numbers like magically go down. Um, So, you know, I had really intentionally kind of talked with people, talked, I had reached out to other offices. Um, You know, I had, um, I've been lucky enough to go to some conventions and connect with, uh, you know, other billers and just really talk with people about their AR strategies. So I felt like I knew what I needed to do I just never could do it until we brought eAssist on. So um, again, that's been one of those things where it has been hundred percent confirmed that the consistency with the AR is the most important thing. So now, um, because our insurance claim follow-up is being taken care of by eAssist, um, our you know EFTs and checks are being entered by, by eAssist. Um I have time to, as I, you know, mentioned, I now monthly on the first, I run our AR reports for the office. Um, we do weekly accountability goals at our office. So mine, I have some that stay the same where like the first two weeks um I, I get through the 90-day and 60 day for both offices, every single account. Every account is touched. And then the last two weeks is um the 30 day, and then I usually try to make it through them all again. So, I mean, every account is being touched every month, um, and we are just utilizing all different, you know, methods. Um, I am mailing statements still for some patients that that's kind of their request, you know, emailing statements. Um, We use Flex for texting. So, we have really incorporated texting for balances. Um, And also, it's just kind of my strategy after I send a statement or two and I haven't heard back, usually my next step is a text to the patient. Um, We get so many payments in by text. It's just awesome. Um, You know, and just for example, um, I'm talking, you know, 90-day AR percentages that were maybe like in the low 20s. And I have gotten one of our offices to under 2%, um, you know, the other office to uh, about 3%. So it's, it's been pretty incredible what I have been able to accomplish And in the years working, you know, for these practices, I was never able to just get that consistency and it was just so inconsistent. It would be a little bit of AR here and then no more time the rest of the month because you get sucked into, yeah, all the claim issues, the payment issues Um, even just entering. I mean, I was entering the EFTs and the checks and you know, it it takes tons of time. Um, So it, Yeah, it's been a huge blessing. And again, I wouldn't change any of it. And I I would highly recommend um, bringing on, you know, a company to help you if you've done, you know, all those steps we kind of talked about, um, you know, for any offices that are are debating it or thinking about it, and you have a biller, you know, can can do these things, but there's just not enough time, um, I would hands down, you know, recommend moving forward in that direction. So
0: yeah well, that's awesome. You made some fantastic <laughs> some fantastic points so um so whether you're an insurance biller coordinator like Allison is, she just explained perfectly uh well in patient biller uh, just biller overall, she explained perfectly how her time is freed up to focus on the patient's uh outstanding revenue, but she still project manages the insurance uh claims and make sure that those are all touched, which I think is fabulous. Um, but then if you are a dental biller, uh, an office manager, that um, you know, maybe your practice goals are to schedule to goal. And that's something that you just can't ever seem to get a great handle on because of patient statements and uh patient or uh insurance claims, excuse me, you know, there that's where these multiple third-party companies and and multiple front desk administrative tasks that we were talking about that can be outsourced can come in handy. So you can determine the level based on your practice of how much time needs to be freed up for you in order to actually reach the goals that the doctor has set and has come to you and said, this is what I really want to focus on. Um, So you can offload your insurance claims, you can offload patient statements, you can offload insurance verification you can you can hand those to somebody that at like Allison said that's an expert and say, "Hey, please take care of this for me because I need to shift my focus over here because the doctor has said this is the goal, and so Dr. Casmell told you what the goal was, and you worked to reach it so that's awesome, Thanks. yeah
1: um. Well, and I sorry, and I just keep going on. No, but, keep going on. <laughs> you know, with what you just talked about too, uh, you know, just to say that, you know, you are still in control in the office. Um I, I'm sure there are many more services that, you know, my EASIS team could be doing. Um, but you know, you just evaluate um you evaluate where their time is best spent, where your time is best spent. Um, You know, I will say for our offices, I actually, I create the claims for both offices each day. Still. I add the narratives. I make sure the correct codes are being billed out. I like to do that because I don't want to, you know, just put it in their hands. And as you said, they're not in the office. They don't know the doctors. They don't necessarily maybe know, Uh, the specific procedures that our offices would be doing. Um, You know, we have some local plans that require specific, you know, uh, codes be used. And so for me, that is a good use of my time because ensuring that the correct narratives are on, that the correct codes are being billed out before e sends the claim off, that just saves everybody time because claims aren't coming back. Um, We're not in 30 days getting a letter that, um, they need additional information because a claim went without a narrative. So, you know, and I, I know that ESS can add the narratives. They can go into the chart notes and grab the narratives from the doctors. Um, so, that's just, again, something that has worked for our offices. But, you know, an office may not have a, a designated biller. Um, and I know ESS can do it, but I have the time and I feel like that's its worth and its value for my time to do that. So, I just, I think it's important for people to remember that, you know, you do still have control. You can set, you know, what is being done in the office and what the outsource team is doing. You don't have to just have them do everything, or you can if, you know, if you've set up a good way for them, you know, for accountability and checking, so.
0: Right. I love that. So you can determine <laughs> your level of not only comfort, but comfortability, but then also what is needed in order for you to, um, be successful in your position. So you were not feeling like you were successful. And I think a lot of dental billers out there feel that way, um, that the doctor make set goals and come to them and say, this is what I want to see and they just can't achieve it. And there's, it's because they have all of this that they're carrying with them. So, um, but, but then also I love your, your teamwork, what you do. So like you said, you have the time for that. And it, and if you're a dental biller that doesn't have the time to do that, no problem. Absolutely. You just communicate that with your outsourcing company. Uh, like you said, ESS can do that. They would be happy to do that. No problem. But I love that you love to do it. And it's just your way of helping with the revenue cycle management and, yeah. and helping your ESS team to make sure those claims go out clean. Um, and that's just the ultimate teamwork right there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I agree.
0: <laughs> well, thank you so much. Um, I do like to usually end this podcast with just your one piece of crucial advice for all dental billers everywhere. So it does not have to be specifically related to the topic that we just discussed in depth. It can be uh, anything, but if you you're speaking to all dental billers everywhere across the nation, one nugget of wisdom that you want them to have.
1: Ooh. Um, Oh Lordy.
0: I know I put, I, you, say, I put you on the spot with this one. I'm sorry.
1: I know I would say, um, you know, you only know what, you know, um, a hundred percent and, you know, I can attest to that coming in brand new as a brand new biller and dental three years ago. Um, but if there is something that you just, you know, have a passion for, and I know we can kind of be an interesting crew as well, because, a lot of us love numbers and love insurance. And people are like, did you just say you love insurance? You love numbers. Um, but I would say whatever you are passionate about, or if you want to kind of grow in an area, just you know, reach out, network, um, reach out to another office, ask your practice manager or your owner or your doctor, um, you know, for a recommendation of another office. I mean, you know, if you don't have that within your current office, you know, somebody that, you know, can mentor you, but I just think always be willing to learn more, um, use the resources that are available, connect with other offices. I am so grateful for that other you know i've had these huge big billers um you know just help me and mentor me and teach me so many things i'm online doing billing courses if i can and um you know just just be willing to like i said kind of be vulnerable um you only know what you know but take advantage of networking and talking with other billers you know reach out i'm happy to to help people i help other offices all the time um you know, if, if there was something in this podcast that, you know, was helpful or you have additional questions, I'm happy to, to talk with people and, you know, email with people. So, um, I think networking, just connecting with other billers, you know, doing what you're doing. Um, cause then we all get better and we all learn. So,
0: yeah, well, and I don't want to give your email address out to everyone right away. So if you do have yeah. questions for Allison, email podcast, at ESS.me, and I will connect you uh, with okay. her. Um, but yeah, she that's super great that you, I am the same way, love to learn and grow. There are things that I, um, I have learned more, I feel like in the last five years in the dental field than I did in the previous eight years I was in the dental field. Um, and that's all because of who I decided to surround myself with. And like you said, to, um, started networking and growing relationships with other dental billers, and just I've learned so much, you know. And so that that's huge. I love 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 that. So um, you you only know what you know, but you can always know more. So, yes. Yes. <laughs> love, it. <laughs> love it. Oh well, thank you, Allison. I look forward to having you on the podcast again. I really uh, have loved this conversation and appreciate you taking time out. To, to speak with me.
1: Of course. Thank you so much for having me. And it was uh, my pleasure. I, it was so much fun. Um, I agree to all of it. So yeah, thank you so much. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> we'll see you
0: on the next episode. Okay. Click subscribe now to never miss an episode and find us on Facebook to expand your network.